Welcome to Talk Tennis, a podcast created specifically for you, the tennis fanatic. Join us each week as we work to elevate your game both on and off the court. We will deliver fresh episodes to keep you up to date with tennis trends and technologies, as well as exclusive interviews with industry experts, current and former pros, and so much more. Here's your host, Michelle. Welcome to Talk Tennis. Joining me today, we have the executive director at the Johnny Mac Tennis Project, Ryan Cotillo. I'm sorry if I mispronounced your last name. It's okay. It's Cotillo, <laughs> but everybody says Cotillo. Okay. <laughs> Ryan Cotillo, thank you so much for joining me. Of course. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. First question for you is, I mean, I'm so excited to talk about the Johnny Mac Tennis Project, but I want to know your background in tennis and how tennis is kind of woven through your life. Yeah, definitely. So um, my tennis story. So I started playing. My grandma um, gave me lessons when I was for my fifth birthday, I believe. So uh, my parents still say it to this day. Um, I picked up the racket and I just like loved it right away. So yeah, from there I started playing a little bit. Um, once I got to the age of like 10 or 11, um, it was more like, you know, three, four days a week and just kind of happened, became super competitive. You know, I did the whole junior tour, played all the, um, USTA tournaments, sectional, national, played some ITFs. Um, I ended up getting a full scholarship. I played at, um, Wake Forest university, um, and then, yeah, once I graduated college, um, I mean, tennis really defined me. So, um, it's just such a, you know, independent sport. Uh, it's super time intensive. Um, so it just really becomes your whole life and mm -hmm. kind of for me, at least just made me who I am. You have to be pretty tough and, and resilient and, um, you know, it, it's a sport that you really need to be dedicated to. So when I, graduated college, it was really tough for me to kind of go from tennis being your in like my entire life to like, oh, okay, like I need to get a job and it's not going to be tennis related. Um, so it was actually really good for me because the first, you know, nine years of my career, eight years of my career after college were not anything to do with tennis. Mm -hmm. So I worked in sales operations. Um, I, I would still play here and there, but um, I actually ended up about two years ago, I started to work for this um, startup company called Top Court. They recruited me. So it's a tennis, it's like a masterclass for tennis. So I was the head of their business development team. Um, so that really kind of brought me back into the tennis world, which is really cool because I was able to take my, my tennis background, my tennis experience, and then my career focus in like sales, operations, business development, and really like combine them. So that was a really cool experience for me. Um, and then I got reconnected to, um, sport time, John McEnroe tennis Academy through my previous job. Um, so they were kind of feeling me out, you know, what, what are you up to these days? Um, this ED role happened to open up and they're like, this is the perfect fit for you. So here I am. So, um, I grew up, I'll try to make it as quick as possible, but I also grew up, um, I played at sport time, John McEnroe tennis Academy as oh, a kid no way. before, before the McEnroe's were involved. So I always played at sport time. Um, and I, my parents weren't able to afford the amount of tennis that I was playing in travel. So I was lucky enough to be awarded a scholarship from sport time to be able to kind of pursue my tennis dreams. Mm -hmm. So the fact that I'm now in this role, um, and I'm now able to, you know, give that opportunity to other kids who are, you know, just like me is, is pretty special. 
So that's, that's awesome. a long-winded <laughs> answer as to how tennis has been woven into my life. But I would say, you know, the short answer is in literally every facet. So I love that. And it's like, I don't know, it's the whole like everything happens for a reason and timing seems to be divine. And that's so cool. It's obvious that you're exactly where you're meant to be at this moment in your life. And I can already tell you're super passionate about what you do. So this is going to be such a fun chat. So from there, maybe you can just give us an overview. What exactly is the Johnny Mac Tennis Project? What are some of your core values? We'll start with those questions. Yeah. So the Johnny Mac Tennis Project, our mission is essentially to provide under-resourced New York City youth with access to tennis. So tennis is extremely expensive and inaccessible, very much so in New York, maybe more than anywhere else in the U.S. But, you know, we want to break down the the racial, social, economic barriers um, that are that are there for tennis. So, um our home base, um, which we're lucky enough to have John McEnroe Tennis Academy um, as our partner. So we're essentially the nonprofit arm. So what we do is we raise funds to support, you know, specific kids. And then our funds go towards these kids playing at the academy. So like for me as the executive director um, of our organization, what's awesome is that I don't have to, you know, some of these other organizations who do you know, similar things similar to what we do, they have to go out and, you know, source volunteers and find tennis courts. And I don't have to do that. Like I'm sitting here right now at this awesome facility, like watching the kids play tennis right across from my office. So, um, our home base is on Randall's Island, which is in New York city. Um, and if, if you guys listening aren't familiar, it's adjacent to East Harlem and the Bronx, which are some of, you know, the most impoverished areas, um, you know, not only in New York, but um, in the nation. So um, we work with a lot of a lot of kids in those neighborhoods that are right near the facility. That's awesome. So how exactly did it get started? Which came first, the academy or this nonprofit side? And why this is an important uh, part of John McEnroe's kind of vision? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So John came on board with Sport Time to form uh, JMTA, the John McEnroe Tennis Academy in 2012. And really immediately, as soon as they formed the academy, the nonprofit was born. So he really came on board. um, And I don't want to speak for John, but um, from what from what he says is it was really important to him to be involved, um, you know, in kids lives every day to be, you know, kind of infiltrated into the tennis world, see these kids develop, really be there in person. And, you know, where better to do that than in New York City, his home. So um, the Academy started, but right away, it's it's John's vision really is to to give these kids access to tennis. Um, and he hates how expensive it is. And he knows growing up, um, you know, in the city he grew up in, him and Patrick grew up in Queens and Douglaston. Um, so it was super important to him. And he wanted a place where these kids could come. It's their home. They can train. They can live normal lives. But that we would, the, organi- the organization, excuse me, would make it more accessible for these kids whose parents wouldn't be able to, to do it, right? Like, you can go up and you can pick up, you know, and play basketball. You can join a football team. You can't just go and, and buy tennis lessons. It's not feasible for most people. So that's really where it was born. Um, and it just, it just made sense given, given where we are and given what his vision was. 
Um, and he wants to, you know, take some of these kids and he wants another, you know, John Mackernow, he wants <laughs> another, another champ to come out of New York. So that's nice. the story there. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of like, I have both questions and I don't even know which one to put out first, but I'm super curious about kind of the process and the different uh, programs that you guys have. And like, if you, when you see talent in a player, how they might get on a different track than someone that just wants to play tennis, you know, yeah. recreationally. We'll start with yeah. that one. Let's go with that. Yeah, good question. I guess I can start with, because we, we get asked this a lot. I can kind of start with our programming yeah. and then it'll make a little bit more sense. So we, we look at our programming as a pyramid. So the bottom of the pyramid, we have what we call our community program is our called our community program, excuse me. So that's where um, we uh, go into the schools and in East Harlem and the Bronx mainly, we're, we're looking to expand probably over the next couple months um, to a year. And we partner with the schools and the kids come to us and play tennis with us once a week for free. So these are kids who, you know, would never have have had the opportunity to to play tennis before ever in their lives. So we have um, equipment for them. Literally, the the schools just bust them over to us and they're, you know, fully integrated into our programming here. So then from community programming, what we do, we take um, take it up a step to what we call our excellence program. So in our excellence program, what we do is we identify kids from community who are like super athletic or really talented or they light up when they're on the court and they just love it. And we scholarship them into what we call our excellence program. And that's when it's more, we have the relationship directly with the family, right? With mm-hmm. the kid and their parents. Um, we They come here two to three times a week in our excellence program and um, they train here. We, we get them here, we transport them here. Then from there, we take those kids and typically in excellence, we have between 20 to 24 kids in the excellence program that come from community. Um, If we have other kids who kind of come in and on their own and they didn't um, come from community, we means test all of our kids. So anyone we, you know, scholarship has to qualify financially from, you know, their household income and other factors, but we'll kind of feed them right into community if we see that, you know, they maybe have played before. Um, or, you know, what have you. So from community, then that feeds right into the top of the pyramid, which is JMTA, the academy. So those kids obviously get to that level where, you know, they need more training time, they need more support, um, financial support, and, you know, our support as well. And then they feed right into the academy. So those kids are the ones, you know, that we're seeing then four or five, six times a week here. Um, Not only are we, you know, giving them... um, training, but they also, we have an awesome fitness program and and other resources there. Um, And what's cool about it is we scholarship. So we have this year, we're going to have over a thousand kids participating in our community programming, which is really cool. It's the most schools, most kids we've ever had. And then from there, this fall, we're going to have over 40 kids who are fully scholarshiped by us. Um, and what's great is that these kids in at the academy level, they're playing with other kids who obviously they're like paying to be here. So there's 600 kids in the academy and we're scholarshipping, you know, 40 of them. So it's not like it's these 40 kids, you know, always playing together. They have 
all of these other kids to, you know, play with, train with, um, hang out with all the, all the coaches and, and the facility as well. So, yeah, no, that's awesome. And I guess an easy question from there is where does your funding come from? Do you have um, groups of people that are obviously invested in seeing children kind of accelerate and be successful? Yeah, good question. So the we have two major fundraising events that bring in a lot of our um, our our funding. We have our comedy night in April, which is in uh, which is at Caroline's, and you know people come see a bunch of comedians. John and Patrick co-host it. It's a super fun event. And then our, our biggest fundraiser is actually coming up in August. It's a pro-am. Okay. Um, that's that's in uh, Amagansett in the Hamptons. And it's a super fun event. We have a bunch of legends. We have like a legend slide. So the Bryan brothers are playing in it this year. Obviously nice. the McEnroe's, a couple other surprise guests. And people come and it's like a four-hour day filled with with tennis. It's like 10-point uh, tiebreakers and doubles. There's, you know, food, drinks. We have a a live auction, a silent auction. So that's a really big one for us. Um, and then we also have, like you said, we have, you know, a big corporate sponsor of ours is BNP Paribas, which I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit. Um, we have other, you know, donors who may have heard of us. They're, you know, super invested in, in what we're doing, whether they've, you know, seen the kids here through community or they've heard about us, um, you know, individual donors, sponsors for our events, um, things of that nature. So that's kind of our, our fundraising all encompassing there. Awesome. And how often is John around? And I know Patrick is also there sometimes. And I guess another question that I kind of want to go with it is like, I'm, I'm getting older. We're all getting older. So I obviously appreciate who John and Patrick McEnroe are, but the kids these days probably have no idea who they are and like how how do they how are they how is he introduced to them? Sure. Yeah. So to answer your first question, when John and Patrick are not commentating, they're here all the time. Oh, so, that's so cool. Uh, yeah. They just got back from Wimbledon and I I've seen them both here um all week. So so Patrick is the president of our board, of JMTP's board. Um, so he's super hands-on. Um, I mean, I see him talk to him every single day. Um, he's also the co-director of the academy. So he's really, he's on court a lot. He's teaching lessons. He's out there with the kids during the during the clinics and groups. Um, and same with John. Uh, like I said, when they're here, they're here. They love being on the court um, with the kids. John goes out and hits and he doesn't just hit um if you know john he doesn't want to rally he he picks like the pros or the kids he's like all right we're playing sets like it's all points so um yeah they're here all the time which is really cool and then it's funny you say that because i get that question all the time it's like obviously everyone you know knows john McEnroe, but some of these kids they're so young like they don't they weren't around when when john and patrick were playing but the kids here i mean they when John's on the court, when Patrick's on the court, like they, they know who they are, obviously <laughs> yeah. playing here and, you know, they're introduced as, you know, these are some of the best players of all time. And, you know, he's John McEnroe, he's a legend. So the kids really like really look up to them and try to impress when they're on the court. It, it's cool to see. Cause like they, it, you can see how much it means to the kids when they come out there on the court, the demeanor like totally changes where sometimes we're like, come on guys, like you need to, need to do this all the time, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's pretty neat having them here all the time. That's for sure. 
That's awesome. I love to hear that. They sound very hands-on and that's really cool. You did bring up BMP Paribas and there's a BMP Paribas Mac 1 program or you explain it to me. <laughs> yeah. So um, the BNP relationship predates me. However, uh, I obviously work very closely with them now. And as you know, you guys may know, BNP Paribas is very, um, you know, invested and involved in the tennis world. So they came on board about three years ago and developed this program with Patrick, where they give us a certain amount of money every year. It's a very large sum, and it essentially supports our top 10 most competitive players fully. Wow. So they're able to, not only are we able to cover their training, we're able to cover their travel, which is obviously extremely expensive, um, their, their fitness coaching, we're able to cover their clothing from the funds from BNP. So they're, you know, they love what we're doing. And for them, um, it just is, you know, essentially like a perfect partnership where they're able to fulfill, you know, our mission. And at the same time, what we're doing is really important to them. They're very involved, you know, not only in the tennis world, but in communities within the tennis world as well. Even at, you know, Indian Wells, they were, um, we had an activation with them, an activation event with them with, uh, with some of the kids from our BMP Map One team. And they gave out um, during the press conference, I believe, three or four scholarships to um, college for local kids in the community. So it just kind of aligns really well. Like they're into the competitive tennis space, but they also are very into um, they're very involved in the community and giving back. Um, so it just really is a, a perfect fit for for all parties involved. Nice. Now, I know programs like this, we kind of always talk about it and allude to they can be life changing. Do you have any stories? And it doesn't even have to be someone that is now still playing tennis or became a pro tennis player, but how maybe their life completely changed being involved in this program. And if there are some stories about maybe some players that are, you know, out there on the pro tour feel sure. free to share that also. Yeah. I mean, there are so many, it's mm -hmm. like, I don't even really know where to begin. So, yeah. I mean, I think overall, um, as an organization, and I think the, the stat or the thing that I'm most proud of about JMTP is that we take these kids, right. Who never likely never would have played and we get so many of them, not we, but as a, you know, as a team with their parents, with these kids, with the programming we have, we have so many kids go on to get college scholarships. So I think that's huge. Um, to date, since 2013, we've had 34 kids get college scholarships through through our, our program. So with that said, some of those stories are incredible. Um, just, you know, kids, you know, who grew up in, in the Bronx going on in their, you know, investment bankers and, and working in the city or living in San Francisco, um, you know, then you have stories where we have kids who came up from community and are now, you know, going off and, and playing at these amazing schools that they likely never would have gotten into. Um, we have a family of four kids and we support all of them. They're all extremely talented. Um, and they come from, they, they actually come from Africa where their father is, he runs a nonprofit in Africa and the mom is here with the kids alone 
for to have a better life for her kids. Wow. And they commute every single day um, over two hours to get here. Oh my All gosh. four of the kids play. Um, and they're, it's just such a, such a great story, such a great family. Um, the fact that we're able to support them and they can come here and have a second home and a place to play every day um, is, uh, it's really meaningful for us to be able to support them. Um, we have two, two players currently, some of our earliest scholarship players who are playing on tour. Nice. Um, so we do, it really runs the gamut of like, we have some kids go through a program who, you know, they may not play in college, mm-hmm. but we have, and that's fine, right? Like yeah. we want to make these kids' lives better mm-hmm. because they're playing tennis. But then we have kids who are going and, you know, getting amazing scholarships and jobs or playing on tour. Um, but we kind of have a full range of, of success stories, which is really cool. That is awesome. And talk to me a little bit about your staff. Who are the coaches out there? Who's behind the yeah. scenes? Yeah, so JMTP staff, Johnny Mac Tennis Project staff is myself as the director, then we have Courtney Repley, who's the assistant director. And then we have um, Ophira Solomon, who is our community program director. So he's the one on the JMTP staff who is out there on court with the community kids and kind of runs those programs. And then on the academy side, there's 28, 29, 30 coaches who are working with all these kids. So what's really cool is you know, we have tennis pros from all over the world, from all different walks of life. Um, most of them played either on tour or in college, if not all of them. Um, so we have a really, um, really great team, um, really diverse, really fun. And everyone's kind of like one big, big family here. So it's, nice. it's a really, really cool community for sure. That's awesome. And do you guys have any pros that pop in and train at the academy? I know a lot of times if there's a pro that lives near an academy, they'll on their off season or even when they just need a good hit, they'll pop in. Yeah, a lot of that, Um, especially around around the U.S. Open and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's cool because obviously, you know, John and Patrick will be like, hey, come come play at our academy. Um, Trying to think. I mean, we had Kyrgios here. We've had Berrettini. Um, Danielle Collins was here. Uh, Petkovic was just here recently. Maria Sakari. So yeah, Billie Jean King plays here three times a week. She's really Ooh. close with John. So nice. lots awesome. of, uh, lots of tennis stars around these parts. That's for sure. <laughs> that's so cool. And, uh, what is on the horizon for you guys? It sounds like you're always evolving and becoming more inclusive and offering opportunities to so many kids. What's, what's next? <laughs> Yeah, so we actually, um, so every year we have our scholarship tryouts and we just had them in June, I believe in early June. So we just announced and offered our new scholarships for the fall. So that was super exciting. Um, It's the most new scholarships that we've given out um, maybe ever in one year. So we're giving out six scholarships, uh, new ones. And then I, I think just on the horizon, we have our pro-am coming up, which is essentially taking up our whole lives until (laughs) but we're really looking forward to just continuing to grow. Right. Like I said, I mean, it all kind of starts from our community programs and we have our biggest group of community kids coming in in the fall. Our fundraising is going really well. We're, we're trying out new things. We're getting new kids. We're getting more supporters. So I think just as an organization, um, there's just so much upside and we're really excited to kind of 
test some things out and, and see where it takes us and just grow um, in general. So Awesome. And if someone listening wants to get involved from the most easy way to be involved to maybe showing up at a fundraiser or helping even volunteer, how can they go about doing so? Yeah, um, on our website, there's there's a lot of detail on our website. I mean, the easiest way to get involved is you can literally donate anything from, you know, a cent all the way up to whatever it is um, that you want on our website. I think re- another really easy way to get involved is come out to one of our events, right? Like come to um, comedy night, come to the Pro-Am. You can totally support in that way. And then we have... Um, we have a scholarship underwriting program. So we've had a couple of people come in and completely underwrite specific kids scholarships. Realistically, we're, we're so flexible, right? It's like every dollar counts. Right. Um, any way that anybody wants to, to get involved, we have a bunch of different, you know, underwriting programs. We have our community program coming up. So we're always looking for, you know, equipment or, or new funding for, for the programs or anything like that. So Um, And you've given us such a cool insight into like even a day in the life, it seems like. But is there anything that you can share with us about Patrick that might surprise our listeners? About Patrick? (laughs) I don't know if you guys know this, but he has a really awesome podcast, actually, um, that's on Spotify. It's called Holding Court. Okay. So he loves doing that. He's he's doing that. I think he gets one out there like once a day. Dang. But, um, yeah, no, Patrick's <laughs> awesome. He's hilarious, super down to earth. Um, I don't think I have anything that's super surprising, about, <laughs> but yeah. And same question. What about for John? <laughs> I was surprised by this. I don't know if others would be surprised, but he is here a lot and he it, he goes into his office and he jams on the guitar and sings all the time maybe as much as he's playing so i be- <laughs> i actually believe that <laughs> yeah yeah he, he yeah. jams out sometimes with the Bryan brothers right i think yes. at bmp <laughs> yep we're hoping that they're going to you know do that at our pro am in august with the Bryan brothers there too so. that would be awesome <laughs> A sight to see for sure. Is there anything else that we need to know about the Johnny Mac tennis program? No, I think, you know, we're, we're always looking for, for new supporters. If anyone wants to get involved, you can always, again, go on our website. My contact info is on there. Um, We're, you know, looking for some volunteers for, for community programming. I think, you know, just, just keep an eye out for JMTP. There's, um, you know, like I said, a lot of growth on the horizon and we're looking to support more and more kids and, you know, who knows where that will take us, but we're excited. Nice. And I will give a shout out and we'll add all the links on the episode notes, but the website's awesome. It, literally, you can kind of see some of the scholarship kids and who's doing some stuff and it explains all the different programs and it's really awesome. And I know your Instagram, you guys also have a really fun Instagram and post a bunch yeah. on there. So we'll, we'll add all those links. We'll add donate um, buttons as well. And if there's any questions, we'll send them your way. Yeah, definitely. Please do. And I appreciate it. Of course. And I'm sure some someone out there is going to be stoked to get involved because it sounds like such a fun opportunity to help grow the sport of tennis, which we love doing, right? <laughs> oh, I love it. And thank you so much for the opportunity and for having me. Really Awesome. Appreciate it. 
Of course, anytime. And if you guys ever have a big event you want to plug, we'll reconnect and kind of do that and explain and share. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds great. Awesome. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate this and happy hitting. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure to rate and review this podcast wherever you download your episodes. And be sure to visit our websites for all of the tennis deals at tenniswarehouse.com, tenniswarehouseeurope.com, and tennisonly.com.au. Hope you enjoyed this episode. And until next time, happy hitting. Happy hitting.